0: Where other vans stop short, Mercedes Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting edge tech, five star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes Benz vans built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all important first step into an authorized dealership today. Again, you can still sign up to win the Mercedes Sprinter van that Seton and the French kid are taking cross country. Go to danpatrick.com. You can uh, enter, get the rules for that. Also, foxsportsradio.com. We have a, uh, a limerick from Todd. It's conference title games, limerick. Todd, you ready for this? Let's do it. Okay.
1: Arrowhead and SoFi, the site. Four teams give all of their might. Stafford, Jimmy G, Burrow, and Mahomes cater a spread for your homes. These two games should have lots of bite. Okay.
0: Got it out of the way. Hot out of the way. I mean, for got that out of the way so we can have more limericks yeah, from you later on in the show. That's not what you meant at all. Maybe uh, we'll have a limerick off. Maybe Seton in the back row. You'd like to
2: come up with a limerick, Seton? Okay. All right. Yep. I already got one. A listener submitted limerick, as a matter of well, fact. Well, let's go. It's a limerick off on this uh, Meet Friday. Slurping noises can be distracting. <laughs> Are they real or just overacting? Is it bacteria or infection or saliva-based inflection? Oh. Regardless, it gets the team laughing. All right, Major Matt.
1: Well done. Well okay. done. That's very nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like that.
0: No, you don't have to try to do okay. it. Okay. You just do it. All right. uh, did we settle on a poll question?
1: I don't know if we settled on a specific one yet. How about we settle on a poll we question? Should. that will should... help the people vote. You decide. I'm going to go. I like which QB Sunday's most likely to cost his team a trip to the Super Bowl. Burrow, Jimmy G, Mahomes, Stafford.
0: Feels like it's going to be Jimmy G, then Stafford, then Burrow, then Mahomes. Feels like that.
1: You're like that person that, like, guesses the presents before they open the gift in front of the person. Like, oh, it's an umbrella. When it's like, no one likes that. Well. Like, you're guessing the exact order it's going to be. Who gets an umbrella for Christmas? My grandpa once got an umbrella, but it was very easy to guess what it was, unless it was some like gigantic pen or something like that. I don't think
0: your grandfather would be that disappointed if somebody guessed it.
1: But my my grandmother used to do that. Oh, I didn't feel say what it is before opening it. Like, all right.
2: You know what? A nice umbrella, though? Yeah, that could be a great gift. Mm. I might keep that in the back pocket for next year, Dan. Mm. You think
1: Jim Cantore gets weather-related gifts? Hmm. That's how you give Jim Cantore, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Parka. Uh, we were going to do the Jim Cantori game. Yeah. Al- Albert Breer is going to join us here, coming up in a couple minutes.
3: This is inspired by Jim Cantori. Okay. Okay. There is supposedly a blizzard on the way for where we live. Yes. There are three things that qualifies a smos a snowstorm as a blizzard. Can anyone name any of them? Even a guess at any of the three qualifications? There's actual qualifications. Okay. You can't just become a blizzard. Mm. It's like going to, like, getting a degree. Okay. I'll
0: start with, oh, back row. Both hands go up. Uh, Seton?
3: I'm going to go with um, wind. You're correct. Sustained wind and or frequent gusts. Of 35 miles per hour or greater.
0: Oh, so 35. So if it's 34, then it doesn't qualify you, as a blizzard. It's a,
3: you're an embarrassment if it's 34. Okay. So it's like
0: JV. Yeah, but you may round up. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Todd.
1: I was going to say wind, since that's off the board, I'm going to go with something to do with visibility concerns okay. when you're
3: driving. Okay. I'm going to give that to you. Consider fall, Considerable falling snow, reducing visibility to under okay. a quarter mile.
2: Wow, well done. Okay. All right. Look at us. Back we got two row. off the board. All right. Okay.
3: There's one more, and I'll give you a hint. It doesn't have um anything to do with amount of snow but maybe duration maybe mm. duration <laughs> So I'm mo- going to go with duration Dan <laughs> These conditions have to continue for at least 3 hours. Okay. You guys
0: crush it. All right. Do you think Jim Cantori can define what a blizzard is?
3: I would bet on Cantori. Yeah, I would bet I'm, I put I put 20 on Cantori to nail this. I mean, if he can't that's going to be I, I don't major know, news. I don't
0: know if he's going to have the true definition. I'm going to say he gets two out of three.
3: It's buy and try day. He may be uh, focused yeah. on something else.
0: Remember when he pulled out, he was off this side of the road and and he called into the show and we were watching him on the Weather Channel and I said, could you maybe put your phone down and do push-ups on the Weather Channel? And uh, he put his feet up on the guardrail. <laughs> he, did, he did push-ups, a live shot on the Weather Channel. Uh, I don't want to keep Albert Breer waiting, kind enough to join us on short notice, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist from the Monday morning quarterback. And uh, I think you're going to get a blizzard up uh, your way
4: there, Albert. Yeah, I had a uh, well, that's going to hit you guys, too, I would think. Right. I no? think
0: I think you get a big, uh, bigger one up there.
4: Yeah, I had a uh, I, so I actually planned to head for it. I booked my flight to Kansas City at 5 a.m. on on Saturday morning to try to beat it and then last night i got one of those notifications on your phone from like american airlines saying it had already been canceled oh so like 36 hours ahead of time i spent like two hours on the phone trying to work everything out so i'm flying out at i think 5 p.m today so hopefully i'll make it out okay today but yeah i mean apparently we're getting two feet or something like that i don't know we'll see
0: what's the atmosphere in kansas city like and how is that comparable to any other place or is it
4: yeah I'd say it's like a college atmosphere you know um there are a few of them that are like that like where the fans are right on top of you and it is I mean like very very loud like I think Buffalo and Green Bay both feel like college stadiums too just because of the way the the stands are situated and they're much closer to the players you know um and so like I think the combination of noise which like some other stadiums do have noise um the combination of noise and like just them the stadium being like physically smaller and less spread out than the new stadiums i think makes it like kind of intimidating for for opponents and so um yeah i can't wait to get out there and it's going to be interesting too you know to see cincinnati and, and joe burrow and jamar chase and all these guys who have sort of changed the face of who the bengals are get to operate in that sort of environment
0: um what happened yesterday given my interview with Sean Payton, the Cowboys <laughs> said Mike McCarthy is coming back. Why, why yep. yesterday? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to follow all of this of why did it take this long for what we thought was just rubber stamping? Mike McCarthy was coming back, but it felt like there was a little bit of gray area here. Was there?
4: Yeah, Dan Quinn's the domino. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I think Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones fell in love with Dan Quinn over the last year. And I think part of the uncertainty was not wanting to lose him and looking at the potential for having to go into 2022 with a new defensive coordinator, maybe even a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore still in play in Miami, like, and so what does that look like? And so, you know, I, I don't think that they were walking Mike McCarthy out in the plank, but I do think to some degree there was. Like, let's play this. Let, let's let this play out a little bit, especially when you see Dan Quinn is interviewing in all of these different places, you know, and then, you know, D- Dan doesn't get the the Denver job. And like, he sort of comes to this realization. I really love my job right now. Why didn't I he get the-. that Denver job? I think it was a combination of things. Timing's part of it. Um, Nathaniel Hackett did a great job in his interview. I think there's the bonus that Nathaniel Hackett brings with him, which is the relationship with Aaron Rodgers um and I, I just think that like over the last couple of days like george payton's got a very close relationship with dan quinn and if this you know if you go back like a couple weeks i, I think george payton if you you gave him truth serum he'd tell you quinn was like 100 the leader going into the process i think nathaniel hackett did enough to win over george payton but also did enough to win over other people in that building mm. and he's such a positive presence and then you've got the relationship with Rogers, you've got the work that he's done with different quarterbacks. Like he had to work with EJ Manuel in Buffalo, he had to work with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. <laughs> so, like the combination of like intelligence and energy. And you know, sometimes too, Dan, teams go the other way, right? Like, so they had the older, more experienced guy, right? Like before in Vic Fangio. Now you see the younger, more energetic guy. So I think it was a combination of things. And then i think you know for for dan and he maintain he's maintained this for months you know like i am not just gonna job jump i'm not i'm not going to just take the second opportunity because it's sitting there in front of me i think after it was a no from denver he gets back from chicago um you know on wednesday night wakes up thursday morning and it's a little bit like what am i doing i, I love my job here i'm not 100 sold on these other places if it was denver yeah And I think that that sort of, that epiphany came to him. Like I really, like last year, I'll tell you, last year was like one of the most fun years he's had in coaching. And so I think the idea of running that back was actually really appealing to him. And I think he knows with the group that he's had, there's a good chance there's going to be more bites at the apple down the road. Do you think Jerry Jones, I
0: know Sean Payton denied it. Mm -hmm. Do you think Jerry Jones reached out to Sean Payton's people?
4: I mean, I don't think he has to reach out to his people those two
0: <laughs> all right I I was trying to be fair to the situation but
4: you know what I'm saying like I don't think I don't think Jerry needs to, don't do think Jerry think needs he, to call Don Yee <laughs> do
0: you think Jerry Jones called up Sean Payton
4: I think they've talked probably yeah like I like I and I I you know they're very close like that's not like a phony relationship that's not like a a surface relationship that a guy who used to coach there has with an owner like that's a genuine relationship so i'm sure at one point or another even if it was just say hey congratulations on a great run in new orleans they talked um and i don't think sean payton knows and i don't know if like you kind of got this from your talk with him dan but i don't think sean payton knows what he's going to do like i don't think he knows what it's going to be like over the next year and so like could he wind up in dallas in 2023 absolutely you know like his his kid one of his kids is in college there um you know obviously he spent a good period of his life there Um, both his kids went to high school there so like the idea of going back to dallas coaching for jerry having that team like i think that appeals to him and maybe he does that in 2023 i also wouldn't rule out and and i'd I'd love to hear your opinion because you talked to him yesterday like i don't think it's impossible he's bill cower you know what i mean like where you Mm -hmm. think he's going back and everybody says it'll be a year or two and then he just decides that he likes the life that television affords him where he's working 35 days a year and making millions and not having to worry about, you know, how he's going to cover the other team's tight end um, every week. Well, I did bring that up to him. I said,
0: you know, you if you're going to do this, you have to commit to it. It's not something you can master in one year, and mm-hmm. I even brought up what Jim Nance said to me earlier this week. He and Tony Romo felt like that they had their best game that Chiefs-Bills game, that's five years of working together. And I said to Sean, he goes, well, if you know me, I don't do anything half, you know, Mm -hmm. I I go all in on it. And I said, you have to do that if you want to be great at it. And it seemed like he was willing to at least explore that. Let me go back to the situation with Denver, with Nathaniel Hackett. Explain how they could pull off a deal that would get them Devontae Adams and
4: Aaron Rodgers. So they're in good shape, Cap. They've been preparing for this. Like, they've been preparing to take their swing at a quarterback. It goes back. I mean, they really like Justin Fields. And, you know, like they were of a mind maybe to take him. And they decided, all right, like, let's wait. Let's do like the prudent thing, like the conservative thing. They got Patrick Sertan, who's a really good piece, and let's continue to build assets. They trade Von Miller during the year. Like, cap wise, they're in good shape. They've got a lot of guys who are on rookie contracts and they've set it up. So Aaron Rodgers can walk in there and bring people with him, and so. Um, but what did they I, give up? that, Because you
0: have to trade him,
4: right? You have to trade for him. What for? For Devontae? No. What do you?
0: You got to trade for uh, Rodgers. Rogers.
4: Three first round picks.
0: Do you think that would get it done? I know that they don't. I was told they don't. Green Bay doesn't want players. They want to get picks.
4: Picks, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't. Like, I think it's going to take, I think it's going to take picks because now you're talking about, okay, like Green Bay's got a little bit of a cap issue and the way you solve that is by getting younger and that's, you know, where your cheap labor comes from is the draft. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think if the Packers, if this, if that's the way it goes, if two weeks from now, Rogers and the Packers come to the same sort of decision that like Matthew Stafford and the Lions came to last year and they decide we're going to part ways, I think Denver's at the top of the list. I think Denver appeals to to Aaron Rodgers and I know the Broncos believe this Dan and I think I brought this up to you before they're not that different now than they were in 2012 when they went and got Peyton Manning right like you look at the the way the team set up young skill position talent like they had with Decker and Thomas and Thomas in 2012 now they've got Judy they've got Hamler they've got Sutton they've got Patrick they've got Fant they've got Javante Williams and then on defense Back then, they had the young pass rusher, the young corner, Von Miller, Chris Harris. What do they have now? Bradley Chubb, Patrick Sertan. So, like, you've got the structure of, like, a a young team. A lot of those guys on rookie contracts, which gives you cap flexibility. And you can say to Aaron, everybody on this team is getting better right now. So, you're going to be joining a team that's ascending. And, oh, by the way, because those guys are on rookie contracts, we can maybe do a few things to make the team even better, bring some guys you're comfortable with in here. So, yeah, I mean… You and know, then I, Adams I think, they just now, they could yeah can, can the Packers franchise him but they can but it, it's tricky the Packers would need like Adams would almost need to play ball with them because they can't trade him unless he signs his tender and if he wanted to he could just say I'm not signing it and they can't trade him, so he could actually because they're 45 million dollars over the cap the t- the franchise tag for receivers is about 18 million So at the very least, you've got to carry him onto your roster into the new league year to trade him, which means you'd have to create that $18 million of cap space when you're already 45 million over. So to some degree, Devontae Adams would have to play ball with the Packers. And why would he do that? Like if he knows they're trading Aaron Rodgers, if that's what happens, like why would he say, yeah, I'll I'll go and make sure that you get a first round pick from somebody else and make sure that. I'm not going to make it to the open. No, he's going to want to go to the open market. So I think that because of the cap logistics, in a in a a spot where he could leverage his way to free agency. And then if he wanted to, just go sign with whatever team Rogers winds up with.
0: Great to talk to you. Thanks again for joining us on short notice and uh, enjoy the weekend. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, buddy. That's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan and We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex you get your podcasts.
1: Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, it's on its way. Yeah, it
6: is yeah. good! Yeah. Coffin nails! Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. That is unrealism right there.
0: That's Dave Lapham, Unrealism, Bengals radio network analyst for over 30 years. Bengals offensive tackle, I think from 74 to 1983, he was uh, on the 81 AFC championship team that beat the Chargers, lost the Super Bowl to the 49ers. He'll be on the call. The Bengals and the Chiefs at Arrowhead kick off at 3 Eastern, and uh, Dave joins us once again. Dave, how's morale in Cincinnati?
6: Man, I'll tell you, Dan, the city is off the hook. I mean, they are going crazy. I remember, you know, playing in uh, Super Bowl 16, the 81-82 season. That just the community just went crazy. Same thing 88-89 for Super Bowl twenty three, but there was no social media. Now with social media, oh my gosh, man. I mean, it is it is as crazy as it could be. Is it Joe Burrow's Town? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean Uh, Joe Burrow is the straw that stirs the drink. There is no question about that. And, you know, the thing about him, Dan, uh, unbelievable player, obviously. He's got all these physical talents. But his mental and physical toughness is something that the team's kind of rallying around. I mean, he gets sacked nine times, never cussed out any teammates, uh, you know, just gets up, goes on to the next play. If it's a third down, he walks off, goes off the field, sits on the bench, grabs his computer, puts on his headset, okay, coaches, Let's forget about that. How do we get better? What do we do the next series? Unravelable. I mean, you know, just totally composed. Uh, he never flinches. I mean, I've seen the great Tom Brady sack himself after getting hit a few times. You know, kind of cover up a little bit. Joe Burrow, that's not in his DNA. And it, it motivates and inspires his teammates, there's no doubt.
0: When did you realize that maybe there was something special about this team?
6: You know, I, I think the when when Joe came back early you know i think before people thought he was going to be able to come back and and play from the beginning of the season on it, it, early in training camp dan he was having some claustrophobia issues you know after having that knee ripped and have to be reconstructed um when he got hit and sacked in, in washington against the redskins wait explain or, that
0: claustrophobia that, are you talking about in the pocket that yeah because exactly, of the, the surgery but,
6: yeah so so he gets ripped the washington football team you know alan rips his knee up and he has to have it reconstructed so in the early stages of the training camp when he was in pass rush situations he got a little a little bit claustrophobic which is understandable but man he once he broke through that and he, and he started right after the bye week i think physically his knee started feeling better because during the bye he had more time to even increase the rehab and he started feeling really good physically after the bye and now he doesn't even think about it. I mean, he's extending plays, running around, um, you know, manipulating the pocket, doing all the things that he did. And uh, even even last year when he played in the 10 games he played in, he just has it, you know. I mean, he has that it factor. And and you look at it, Dan, they're, they're, they're a group of specialists. I mean, the three wide receiver packages they put out there is as good as any in the league when you talk about uh, Chase Higgins and, and uh, Boyd. Then you have C.J. Zahmer, complimentary guy, at tight end. And then you have Joe Mixon. I mean, it, it's pretty darn good.
0: They beat Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. How do they beat Kansas City this time with what's at stake in Kansas City?
6: I think it has to be um, like it was last time. In January 2nd in the regular season at Paul Brown Stadium, neither team turned the football over. They both played a clean game that way. But Kansas City self-destructed with penalty. They had they have a, a punt return nullified by a holding penalty. Um, they had 10 penalties in the game, six of them resulted in first downs for the Bengals to continue drives and that sort of thing. So they self destructed by penalty. If uh, if the Chiefs bring their A game and the Bengals you know don't, they're in trouble. If they both bring their A game, it's gonna to be tough out there at Arrowhead. Uh, this is the fourth straight AFC championship game that Kansas City's hosted in their last eight playoff games, they're seven and one. It's a brutal place to play, a tough place to play. So you know, you always strive to play the perfect game. They almost have to think they got to play the perfect game and think that Kansas City might help them a little bit somehow.
0: Talking to Dave Lapham, former Bengal offensive lineman, played in a Super Bowl and uh, has been with the Bengals radio network for over thirty years. I want to play a couple of clips here. Um, how do you feel about listening to yourself when when you uh, when you listen to these highlights?
6: Yeah, sometimes I shake my head. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs>
0: um, here's the interception to clinch the wild card win over the Raiders.
1: Fourth down and goal from the nine. Seventeen seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Carr throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo, has
6: baby. the football. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, <laughs> bam. How about that?
0: where did bam 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 come from dave
6: yeah well we just started uh whenever there was a play that we felt was going to be the clincher for the game determine the game in the Bengals' favor we started this little deal where you know dan would say coffin nails and i would just finalize it with bam 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 <laughs> put those coffin nails in the coffin you know? <laughs> so Here that's got to be our thing
0: here's uh evan mcpherson game-winning field goal to win the divisional game
1: clark harris will snap it back to kevin huber for the win the snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg.
4: Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah, baby. It
6: is yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Coffin
6: nails. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. That is unrealism right there.
0: That's courtesy of WLW, the Bengals Radio Network. And then there's this one. We've had Dave with Joy and. Dave with sorrow. The Bengals missing a field goal in (laughs) overtime versus the Packers from uh, October of 2021.
1: Huber ready for the snap from Clark Harris. He extends the right hand, catches the ball, puts it down. The kick is on its way. It hits the upright and is
6: no good. Oh, my gosh. Five missed field goals. Unbelievable. Does anybody want to win this football game? Did anybody
0: ever teach you about radio how to do this? (laughs) (laughs)
6: all all i can say is uh john Saller, when i first got the uh got the opportunity he said you know this is local radio you remember joe knoxall yeah with the Cincinnati reds and he said you know i want you to do radio uh kind of like a fan sitting at a bar with a bunch of people and reacting like they would react and like joe knoxall i'm like okay so i just started doing it that way now you know i've done Um, network games for NFL and college football. And obviously it's a different dynamic, but that's what John Soller wanted when I started doing uh, local radio with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: What do you make of that, uh, remember about that Super Bowl that you played in?
6: That we helped them. Uh, They were were good enough to beat us uh, and we turned it over four times and we had a goal line stand against us. They only turned it over once. So in my mind, that goal line stand is equivalent to a turnover. It was a possession that didn't end with a kick, a punt, extra point, or field goal. So we had five of those. They had one. We went minus four, and we lost by five points. I mean, if we don't beat ourselves and put ourselves on our schedule, we might have a better shot. They were plenty good enough to beat us without us helping them, and we helped them a ton.
0: Did you realize Montana was Montana back then?
6: Knew that he had something special, you know, and, and I and – I, I think Joe Burrow and Montana are very similar in that, you know, both don't have howitzers hanging off of their right shoulder, but they're plenty good enough, plenty of arm strength to make every throw, unbelievably accurate, can put it in a porthole, not a window, a porthole even. And and then they can extend and create, get out of pocket. When when Joe Burrow threw that touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati in the playoffs, um, I thought right back to Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. Joe Montana out of pocket, four gone out of bounds, throw it to the back line of the end zone. Dwight Clark coming across the end zone. Tyler Boyd was going the other way, but it was the same type of dynamic. And and, uh, both highly intelligent quarterbacks, tremendous football IQ. They have, uh, you know, just great leadership qualities, both tough as nails. I think there's a lot of similarities between those two guys.
0: I think you should change the spelling of your name. It should be Dave, L-A-P-B-A-M. (laughs) <laughs> lap bam lap bam lap bam just you know maybe just for the football season Dave I don't know check with your family but
6: I tell you you are a marketing guru man that's, thank you. That's, that's, <laughs> that's darn good uh you're fast
0: have fun this weekend Dave great to catch up with you again and uh who day
6: who day Dan and uh I'll tell you you gotta you got a ton of fans everywhere but as you know in uh in Southwest Ohio you are the man.
0: Thank you, buddy. That's uh, not officially the man. Just letting people know, unofficially, Dave Lapham. Although I always hear from my friends, and they'll go, "Are you on the Bengals bandwagon?" I go, "No. I would love for them to win because of the story and the people in Cincinnati, but that's not the business I'm in anymore. I'm not. I'm not able to be a fan and do my job correctly. I've stated that. I. I decided." When I went to uh, ESPN that I would not openly r- root for the Reds or the Bengals, uh, Dayton basketball, Cincinnati basketball, and it was difficult, but I decided that I was going to try to be as fair and unbiased as possible.
3: Yeah, Paul. I know you say that, and you have done it every day at this job, but if the Bengals happen to win their next two games and you're sitting at home with a drink in your hand watching the Bengals, I think for a couple minutes you're going to be 12 years old. No, it could be for five minutes. It won't be. Yeah. It's about the people there.
0: The story itself, I mean I have no connection to the team other than that was my team growing up, but it would, it would be I would feel great if the Browns won for those people there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of fan base. It's what is the story now? Not hey, you went to those Bengal games when they were really bad, or they lost two Super Bowls to Joe Montana. It's more about the people there who were there now who have those season tickets. And, and that they care, they care so much about, you know, what the Bengals are doing. And you finally got your quarterback because they've been lucky. They had Greg Cook, who was the rookie of the year and could have been a Hall of Fame type quarterback. He got injured early in his career. Then you had Kenny Anderson, who I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Then you have Boomer Esiason, who won the MVP. And now you have Joe Burrow. Like, you're lucky that you have these quarterbacks there. Carson Palmer was a really good quarterback. Cincinnati has been able to have good quarterbacks. And now you have a special one. And you have good wide receivers, good running back, and maybe you can go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. But that's what you're going to have to do, and you're going to have to come up with a stop. Kansas City beat themselves the first time around. Kansas City's not going to do that this time around, I don't think. All right, the distance that uh, we were talking about, Seton's leaving on Monday morning from Connecticut to go to Cincinnati. The driving distance. Now, are we talking about hours or or miles? Miles, Dan.
3: Miles. And we'll do hours, too. Okay. Milford, Connecticut to Cincinnati, Ohio. How many times do you think you've made this trip over the years? Not that many times. But you are kind of an expert witness here compared to the back row.
0: Well, I drove to Cleveland. I drove to Cleveland to get my first vaccination and then I got my vaccination, waited 15 minutes as you have to after you get your first vaccination. And then I got in the car and then I drove back home the same day.
2: <laughs> that was, I don't advise that. That was 18 hours. Yes, yeah, he But now Cleveland a little more yeah. easterly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati is more towards the west part of the state, yes. right? So
0: you're dealing with about three, I'm going to say 13 hours to Cincinnati. Dang, yeah. really? Really? Yeah.
3: Now, there's a route you could take up cut by Akron and then cut down, or you can go south of Pittsburgh the whole way. How many miles? Milford? Oh,
2: miles, miles. I have... I'm gonna go 577 miles.
3: You got a lot of work on Monday, big fella. Fritzy. 6.69. Okay. Good guess. Uh Hmm. I'm gonna go 6.39. The fastest route, or route, is 715 miles. Oh. Okay, that's the le- the least mileage-wise, or the fastest
2: timeline. Correct, both. <laughs> both are. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, dear. Wait.
0: How how many hours do they say it's going to be?
3: Eleven for? hours, and this southerly uh, Pennsylvania route is uh, ripe with snowstorms.
0: And remember, Pennsylvania's motto is "Pennsylvania is forever." <laughs> forever.
2: Hey, oh. there's Kutztown. I'd have hey. to make a quick stop through uh, Morgantown then. Harrisburg. cut off that way. yeah
0: Yeah. <laughs> is there a place that he can cut off some time here, Paulie?
3: Yeah, it's called JFK Airport. <laughs> oh, they take a plane.
2: Well, there's like, you go through there, you have sort of a Pittsburgh, Cleveland, yeah, Columbus, yeah. right? Yeah. Sort of that. Maybe uh, we might, maybe we get to uh, Cincinnati on
3: you know, Tuesday morning.
0: No, because I think you're gonna get. It. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's eight o'clock that you get in. Maybe like eight o'clock.
3: You got to leave at seven a.m. to get there at eight. In my opinion. Good grief. No, God.
0: that's all right. It's fine. It's and been... then the next day you have the pie contest that we have a listener who has a bet with you. He's got the Bengals. You got the Chiefs. You have to find him yeah. and and either smash him in the
2: face or you get smashed in the face. One way or the other, Tuesday morning we will be in Cincinnati.
3: Okay. Yeah, Paul. Here's the key. Road sandwiches. Load up on a bunch of food and never pull over unless you have to get gas. Yeah. Road sandwiches. Yeah.
0: It's a good call. And then maybe get an empty, uh, like, milk, gallon of milk, (laughs) empty, you know.
3: It's very
2: much a Dumb and Dumber situation (laughs) that I'm walking into. You know what? It's been my favorite movie for
0: 30 years, and I'm
2: about to live it out right now.
0: (laughs) One of my favorite scenes in Dumb and Dumber is when Jim Carrey – doesn't he say – is this annoying? <gasps> you want to hear the most anoy- annoying sound yeah. in the world. <sighs> the amazing part of Dumb and Dumber is Jeff Daniels' ability, because this is a serious actor. I mean, He went toe-to-toe with Jim Carrey. And, you know, there's so many funny things in there. Because, you know, Jim Carrey's so over the top, but Jeff Daniels is so good in that movie. And comedy is so hard to do. I mean, he's been on Broadway for the last couple of years doing To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, pulling.
4: I, I love the
3: scene where they're on the scooter. and Like <gasps> a, 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 a traveling bus full of Norwegian hot ice skaters. Can you guys help us go right down there? And he just misses the cue.
2: Yeah, we're looking for a couple of guys to travel the country with us, oiling us up before, before yeah. each show.
5: And they're like, you're in luck. There's a town that way. You can find <laughs> some lucky guys are going to have a great trip.
3: That's the best.
0: Uh, isn't the lovely and talented Lauren Holly yes, in that movie too. She is indeed. Yes. We had, uh, we had some fun with Lauren Holly. Nothing a wrong times. with her. No, no. Lauren Holly, she was spectacular. I, I haven't seen her in a long time, but, uh, I think she had a couple of kids. I don't know if she's uh, been acting anymore, but when she was going out with Mark Grace and went to the Cubs game with us.
3: I just saw a picture. She didn't retire from being hot. Let me tell you that. <laughs>
0: Let me take a break. Oh, we got everybody who wants to talk about uh, Fritzy's Kidney Stones. A lot of support there on Twitter. We'll get to phone calls coming up. We're back after this. Fox Sports Radio
5: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
0: live. More phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Always great to have Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel on. Uh, let's play a game before we bring in Jim Cantore of the Weather Channel. Where is Jim Cantori? Now, keep in mind, we got some bad weather coming our way. They're talking about Boston will be the heart of the storm. Expected to have 18 to 24 inches in the city on Saturday, I believe. Um, Paulie? Just to clarify,
3: where will Jim be for the storm?
0: I'm going to guess he is already there. Okay. Knowing Jim Cantori. I'm going to throw out Providence, Rhode Island. Providence. Okay. Good Strong call. Guess. Good call. Uh, Seton
2: O'Connor. I'm going to say the lovely little town of Chatham, Massachusetts, Chatham. Cape Cod. Chatham, Cape Cod. There's a lighthouse right there.
0: Fritzy, where is Jim Cantori? <laughs>
1: Central Falls, Rhode Island. Okay. Sounds like a cute little town you might want to stop in.
0: Is there, a, is there really a town called that? Central
1: Falls. It's a part of Providence. Okay.
0: Well, you just said. I went even more Paulie specific. just said. Oh, so you went even more specific yeah. than Paulie did. Uh, like, like
1: I said, like $1 on wow. the prices right.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say Boston. Um, you know, that gives me a little bit more to play with there. a greater metro area. No, I'm just saying Boston. That's it. Certified broadcast meteorologist, Jim Cantore, of the weather channel.
5: Jim, where are you today? Uh, Dan, it, it's so funny. I mean, you actually gave away the city right there. Nobody took the bait. Nobody grabbed onto it. Um, I'm, I'm right there in the heart of Boston. Yep. Right on the long war. That's what I thought. Boom.
0: Now, what do you bring on a trip like this and how long do you pack for?
5: Well, the bags are already packed, um, but two pairs of boots, three pairs of gloves, different hats, um, you know, some protein powder, just just crank, you know, everything to get me through the storm.
0: All right. Now, do you know the definition of a blizzard? I do. There's three things. Three things. So the last time you
5: asked me a meteorological question, I failed. Yes, it's you not, did. I will not fail you. Yes. You asked me what a souwester was. And yeah. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And I, it just skipped me. But the blizzard—you got to have um, 35 mile per hour plus winds. That's one. Three hours or more. All right. That's and two. A Quarter mile visibility of snow or less during that three hours. Did I do all right, man? Yeah. You did I keep it. my degree? You, yeah. Am I still
0: certified? Yeah. What, right. what bothers you the most when you watch weather forecasters, like local forecasters? What bothers Jim Cantori?
5: um you know what there's so many good ones out there it's hard to say that uh, you know especially here in the Boston market this is a tough market so I don't know what bothers me I mean maybe maybe um I'm not sure that I don't have as good a hair as they do. how about that you know so Eric Fisher is, is a Boston meteorologist he, he probably has the most perfect hair of any meteorologist I've ever seen yeah but his, arm, his arms aren't as big as yours no not that's a good point <laughs>
0: good point but i i was wondering about that that you do this and then i always did you ever think of calling yourself like uh jim tornado
5: i promise you i never have
0: okay because there's dallas rains there's storm fields right never thought about having a weather related name
5: no i i never really uh did this for ego i actually wanted to just be a a lowly operational meteorologist so i never really got into that whole shtick thing what do people Maybe say I should go back and revisit that after 35 years <laughs> what,
0: do you think? what do people say when they see you in town um, leave. <laughs> no, Please they leave. should leave. They should leave, not you. <laughs> no, they want me to leave because they
5: think for for some reason I am going to take it with me.
0: <laughs> no, uh, it didn't work like that. Uh, explain this to me, though. The local news anchor will always thank the weather forecaster for good weather.
5: You guys Correct. didn't
0: do anything.
5: I know, isn't that beautiful? Well,
0: so they'd be like, "Oh, so uh, you know,
5: Jimmy Lipper, great weather. Thank you for that forecast." Yeah, but- but most importantly, they always blame you for when you get the forecast wrong.
0: Shouldn't there be something? You heard, something of that, you heard in- of that
5: story. You heard of that story, but from Indianapolis, right? When this meteorologist was calling uh, for six inches of snow, and so it never happened in Indianapolis. It never, never came out. Never came into fruition the forecast. And the next morning, the, the anchors turned to them, both of them female, and they said to him, "You know, John, you promised me six inches last night." And you can just imagine everything that ensued after that. That's what happens when you bust a forecast, bro. It happens.
0: Shouldn't there be stakes, though, when you get your forecast wrong? Like, somebody should be fired or suspended?
5: That's a little harsh. Maybe a little electric, electric shock therapy.
0: I'm looking at that you could get... Forty-two inches in Providence, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Portland, Maine. Does that sound about right?
5: Uh, that would be on the high end of the, of the extreme for this storm. Um, okay, a forty-inch total would be pretty pretty incredible. Epic. But you know, I think getting in the into the twenty to thirty-plus range is is going to be pretty pretty hard. There's a lot of internal dynamics that go along with the storm. In other words, where are these where are these bands set up that produce three to five inches? There's really no way of perfectly forecasting that but it, we do think it's going to be somewhere in eastern maine eastern massachusetts eastern north island uh and that's where you know that's where the money spot is and that's why i'm here dan that's why i'm here in boston he's
0: jim cantori he's been doing this for over 35 years at the weather channel paulie has some uh, weather related names
3: and jim's a brand he might not want to change his name but uh we're thinking it's cyclone for a weatherman <laughs> name or this is, this is our favorite humidity Hubert's humidity.
5: <laughs> there you go that's a that's a little that's a little light uh, but uh i like cyclone better i think that's, that's the best
0: one i'll take it uh worst weather that you've ever been in snow wise oh, where were you actually nervous
5: i mean you know hurricanes are 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 interesting because especially when the water comes up and you got a whole crew with you and you want to make sure that they don't you don't flood trucks and flood uh, you know them out in the storm surge but you know Katrina was just nuts dude i mean you're talking about 28 feet of storm surge in gulfport mississippi cars floating around the parking lots like rubber duckies huge whole trees just being blown across the parking lot i mean that was pretty pretty gnarly but i mean we were in we were we were above dry ground you know can, there wasn't much of that left can police tell you to get out uh they can they can they, okay. usually, they usually don't um they like to think that we know what we're doing, and we kind of do. Seton, Sometimes we don't.
0: Seton is going from uh, Connecticut to Los Angeles, and, okay. he's, and he's leaving on Monday. Gotcha. So we start February. Seton's on the road. Uh, he's going to go Cincinnati.
5: Seton, give Jim Cantori the route. So hold on. We, when is he leaving? First of all, from Connecticut, Monday morning. So you're so you're doing that because of the storm.
0: No, we, I mean, we're getting the van delivered. Yeah, we're not worried about safety. This is about getting the v- <laughs> van delivered that they're going cross-country. Yeah, yeah, Jim thinking yeah, it's about that, safety. So that's, that's
5: why you called on me for this forecast. Yes, yes. Uh, wait, Monday, Seton, you're fine. The wait a minute, hold on. Gone.
0: Hold on. Seaton, give Jim uh, the tour stops.
2: Okay, so yeah, we start Monday. We leave Connecticut to get to Cincinnati then okay. uh from there we go to memphis oklahoma city phoenix hold on all
5: right hold, hold on that's let's do day by day because mm-hmm. I, that's that's kind of the way i want to talk about it five day, day forecast right right so so milford to Cincy, you're good on monday mm-hmm. uh since to memphis you should be good on tuesday as well there's a, the next weather system starts to come into play uh probably wednesday there and this is the, what i think is going to be interesting for you is you're going to go from memphis to Oak City, right? On well, Wednesday? Little Rock.
0: Right. Little Rock is also in there, too.
5: Oh, is Little Rock? Where's Little Rock?
0: It's Memphis, then Memphis Little Rock. Memphis to Little Rock. Yeah, and then Oklahoma City.
5: All right. Uh, on Wednesday.
2: Well, I don't know. So, that's that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. We're going to try it for, for Wednesday. Right, we're so gonna try so the- here's
5: the deal. That could be an interesting situation. You got rain to possibly freezing rain by the time no, you get to Oklahoma City. No. Hmm.
2: See, that's why we avoided... We didn't go through St. Louis, actually, because I thought there was going to be weather. It looked like there might be some weather there.
5: Yeah, the farther north you go, the worse. Mm. You may have to come down to Dallas.
0: Then you got Albuquerque after Oklahoma City.
5: Okay. I, I got Oklahoma City to Phoenix. So, Dan, you need to talk to your producers. See, I, I need no, some better information.
2: Right. No, they're, okay. So, I gave – Jim has, the like, the end destinations. Oh, there's, oh, okay. there's stops in between. So, we're going to drive through Nashville, but probably stay in Memphis. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Those kinds
5: of and things. And then Little yes. Rock,
2: Oklahoma City, Albuquerque,
0: Phoenix. Exactly. Las Vegas, and then L.A.
5: Yeah, So, let's just say you're in Oklahoma City on Wednesday, all right, and you're leaving to go to Albuquerque and then Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, depending on how much ice they get there now, and if you're in Oklahoma City, that's obviously going to be a potential hamper for you on Thursday, right? That's Thursday's mm-hmm. travel, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I'm wondering, why why would you go from Phoenix up to Vegas? Why wouldn't you? It's kind of, a, that's It's not a direct line to Los Angeles. Uh, What's no, up with that, dude? If you're rolling through, you might as well. You got, you got something you got to do and take care of in Las Vegas? Yeah. I mean, it's none of my business or anything, but... <laughs> He's got to drop off somebody's money. Okay, um, you'll be you'll be you'll be fine. Uh, you'll be fine. Whatever whatever you got to take care of there. Yeah. Um, and then Vegas to LA on Saturday. He's good. I think, I think you're looking good.
0: So the big one is uh, freezing rain in Oklahoma City.
5: That's it. When Wednesday is interesting, and then leaving Thursday, uh, depending on how much they get there, is, is I think makes it tricky.
0: Um.
5: So what if we leave Sunday? We can avoid all of this.
0: We can't. We have to do it Monday.
5: Dan, just throwing this out. There. No, it's, I appreciate that a Jim. suggestion. I'm, can't can't, can't. Leave, leave Monday. Yeah, drive into yeah. the ice.
0: You know what? If you can, I don't know if you can, but if you think about this, maybe early next week, if you're on the air, um, as I said, you know, on the Dan Patrick show, or Seton O'Connor is uh, <laughs> traveling through Nashville or Memphis or Oklahoma City with freezing rain. I mean, I, I know you got work to do, but you did do push-ups on the air when I asked you to do... I tell you what,
5: if you tell me why Seton's going from Phoenix uh, Phoenix to Vegas, I'll say it on the air next week. How's that?
0: Seton, do you want to tell Cantori why... you want you... to open that up,
5: that, that,
2: that box? <laughs> Man, that is dicey. Yeah. You know what, I... <laughs> that I whole don't... happens in Vegas thing, you know? Yeah. Well, do you want to text it to me? <laughs> but you're not in Vegas, so it's not what happens
0: in Vegas. You're outside of Vegas. You can talk about
2: that. I think I'm just doing a, sort of some reconnaissance for pre- perhaps a future visit to Vegas, is what I'll say. Reconnaissance. Yes. yes. Yes, Paul. That's such I'm a good. great you,
3: word. You don't want Jim having to give shout outs to Brandy and Cinnamon on the Weather Channel next week. <laughs> 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 that's what this is going yeah. to. Yeah. 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 I, I just had a feeling that's where we were Mercedes. going. Mercedes. Yeah. All right. We'll
5: just cross that one off. Yeah. All right, yeah. Very,
0: very good. Mercedes to the main stage. Mercedes <laughs> to the main stage. Uh, and uh, so you're going to be in downtown Boston for tonight, but tomorrow's when the festivities start.
5: Yeah, literally right out of the gate tomorrow morning. Uh, and they start talking about these snowfall rates, you know, three to five inches an hour, which is just insane. I like to call that like the puking phase of the atmosphere.
2: <laughs> I mean, cause
5: it's, it's, you can't keep up with it. You shouldn't be out in it. it just be, you're going to get trapped on the roads and that kind of snowfall rate. Do you love thunder snow? Thunder? Oh, do I ever? Yeah. Do I, I, you know what though? I was just, it's funny before we came out, I was just talking to my producer, Steve Pedrak. I'm like, Pedrak, I think, I think we're going to miss the thunderstorm here. It looks like it's going to be Boston, uh, southeastward. So we may just miss it. Maybe the Cape
0: gets it. Have you ever been hit by lightning?
5: I haven't yet, but I should be careful about <laughs> loving thundersnow since <laughs> lightning precedes the thunder. As you know, Dan, in, in your limited meteorological training, you know, this,
0: you call yourself a meteorologist? You haven't even been struck by lightning. That's bad. That. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure Storm Fields or uh, Dallas Rains probably got hit by lightning. Did Dallas retire? He I think yeah, so. I think. I think. I think he did. There. Yeah. I don't know if there was a better looking weatherman than Dallas Rains.
5: Well, Dallas had great hair too. Oh my god. And, um... <laughs> He always so he always looked Eric, like he Eric stopped Eric into the he stopped
0: into the studio before like, you know, then he was going to a piano bar or something. Like he always
5: he, he always looked like he was en route to so, a country club. So knowing Dallas, he probably did the weather forecast from the piano bar.
0: Yeah, well he probably right? could have. Yeah, I know yeah, it. Yeah. Uh
5: it's great to talk to
0: you. Be safe up. You too, there. brother. Yep, and uh and and we'll be in touch.
5: That sounds good, Dan. Anytime you need me. Thank you, buddy. But um, Give me some more details on that Phoenix debate. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Cantore, he is certified, certified
0: broadcast meteorologist. He's not one of those guys that you say, uh, we need a weather guy. I'll do it. No, no. 35 plus years at the Weather Channel.
3: Yes, Pauline. Al tattooed. I like that. Tattooed. Yeah. I'm Al tattooed yeah.
2: some people sent in uh Harry Kane.
0: Harry Kane. Oh, Harry it's Kane. like Hurricane. Yeah, like Harry, Hurricane. Yeah. Harry Kane. Uh, Fritzie, did you have names?
1: I had Drake Drizzle, Frankie Fogg, Tyrell Foon for Typhoon. Okay. You know, <laughs> Dewey Point for Dewpoint, and Haley Storm for
3: hailstorm Storm. Okay. Tyrell Foon. We, Tyrell well, we Foon. Typhoon. He, he, we just got one in Eva Paration. Evaporation. <laughs> hey, you know, Eva Paration. Evaporation. It's you. hard to
4: say.
0: Uh, if you're watching on Peacock, I am watching... Tyler outside, and he just opened up the Traeger and the ribs, the baked beans, the mac and cheese. There's a fire burning. Oh, I'm going to shut up. Let's go outside and eat. Back after this. uh, Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store for Monday after this.